0: all you lovely listeners this is k love truth and you're now listening to beyond the veil on interlightradio.com where we go beyond the surface level of reality and dive deep to reveal hidden truths and exciting revelations thank you so much for joining us again for another episode of beyond the veil i hope that this energy finds you in good spirits and if not i hope by the end of this show you're flying and soaring in higher positive vibes So, on today's show, we're going to be talking about the magic that surrounds mindfulness meditation. Uh, This is something that has also always been uh, of interest to me. Uh, I grew up in Islam most of my life, uh, most of my young adult life. And to be honest, I have to say, it didn't resonate with me very much. Uh, it was very hard for me to create a deeper connection to the wisdom that was that was within this religion. It's not to say that there isn't any there, but perhaps the environment I was in, or or the priest that was, you know, saying what they were saying, didn't have the right energy. I'm not really sure, but I found it difficult to to connect it on a deeper level with with Islam. But as I grew older and I started exploring other uh, ancient traditions. I found myself diving into meditation. So in 2011, I talked about this quickly on my live stream. I'm going to touch on it quickly here in in the show. Uh, In 2011, uh, as a lot of us experienced, there was a huge spiritual awakening on the planet in 2011. That may have been due to the Mayan calendar prediction that, that was made. I have no clue. But something definitely happened. I've ran into so many strangers that all say that 2011 was a fundamental year where their, their lives just totally shifted and where they became more aware of other spiritual realities and more about, aware about the spiritual nature of themselves. So as I kind of, you know, adventured through this spiritual awakening, a lot of things happened. I started meditating, started using crystals, started experimenting with different frequencies to alter my brainwave state. And uh, one interesting experience, I was meditating, fell asleep, woke up, and then saw a whole bunch of weird symbols on my wall that looked like Egyptian hieroglyphs or, I don't know, some kind of like alien-like glyph. It, it just it was really strange. And that experience stuck with me. Like I really felt that I was entering into a whole new world. Or maybe as I was waking up from that sleep or that meditation, I was... Maybe coming back from having traveled uh, to a new world. I have no idea, but I'm gonna find out because I like to investigate. Uh, and yeah, this past July, it also it happened to me again, and I really do feel it had to do with me using crystals that I use. I was using hematite; they're magnetic, and then again using 432 hertz frequency. So if you guys, if some of you are listening to this show and you wanna experiment there's something to try out. Check out uh, 432 Frequency on YouTube, try listening to some of the music and just see how your body feels. There's also a cool uh, documentary I mentioned in my Facebook Live. It's called Sonic Geometry. It talks about how frequencies, I don't know, emanate from certain sacred geometries and how this number 432 is found in geometry, mathematics, Uh, Speed of light. It just it just keeps going. It's in a really amazing uh, documentary. So check that out. So today I'm gonna be bringing on a really beautiful soul. Her name is Randy May. And a quick tidbit on that. I met her last winter during uh, a business program that I took. Uh, She was the first speaker that we had, I believe. And definitely that day where she came in and gave her lecture. It was so magical. Like it really set the tone for the whole rest of the the business program, and everybody loved her energy. She was very loving, very warm, very grounded, uh, very calm, and yeah, we all we were all just in such great vibes that day. It was it was magical. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome all my guest, Randy May. Oh, thank you so
1: much for your warm welcome. You're so kind and loving, and I appreciate it so much. I'm so grateful to be here and, and be a part of your journey.
0: Thank you. So, yeah, like, so let's start off with uh, discussing how you uh, found yourself getting into mindfulness or mindfulness meditation. How did that all start? Uh, so, mindfulness meditation came into my life
1: uh, when I was probably about 16, 17 years old. Uh, So I was going through a lot of challenges at that time in my life, um, between being bullied in high school, uh, whether it was being physically assaulted, verbally abused um, by students that I went to school with, or even having a teacher who once told me that I wasn't university material uh, and I wouldn't make it. So having that going on in one part of my life, uh, then I had my family going through their own challenges. and our family business was going through its difficulties and went bankrupt at the end of the day and we had to leave our house. So a lot of things were going on all at once mm-hmm. um and during that time I attempted suicide. Oh my goodness. Um, so when that happened I was so grateful to have a wonderful person enter my life. Uh, she was a social worker and she um she started to teach me about mindfulness. And that's I mean, and I was in a mindfulness group for I guess young adults at that time, um and that changed my life. It changed the course of decisions I made after that. it just created and stirred a fire in me that I'm so grateful for to this day
0: Wow, why well, that's quite the journey you've you've been through, if you don't mind me asking, yeah, like. What was running through your, your mind or your, your whole being when you decided that, you know, I want to check out of here?
1: Uh, well, I'm a little older now. <laughs> so
0: to think about that time,
1: um, I think at that moment I was overwhelmed and I couldn't see. I think in that moment, if I, if I think back to it, I couldn't see a way of getting through what I was going through. Mm. Um, and I think that happens at time for, for different people for different reasons, but it's almost like you can't see a way out of the space that you're walking through. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, if I could think of my younger self, that's probably what it felt like.
0: Yeah, I guess that that definitely makes sense. I, I would I would assume that a lot of people who have found themselves in, in similar situations may feel that way or they're just completely overwhelmed. And that's why I like this, this uh, subject matter today, like talking about mindfulness, because I think that in this period of time that we're living in with like political unrest, environmental destruction, you know, financial markets are all unstable. There's so many things to like kind of... You know that will create this this energy of shaking us up and making us feel uh, not secure, uh, making us feel like things are out of control. And uh, actually, like on a on another show that I had with another guest of mine, we were talking about how in in the UK like they had this, this such a higher rate of suicide in males, and nice. and uh, that was apparently due to them feeling stressed with uh, work and relationships and all these things. So it just makes me think like. If meditation was more of a part of a practice there in therapy or like psychotherapy, that could that that could maybe be of some kind of benefit.
1: Yeah. And people are using it more and more in their practice. I know Oxford University, they have a program, a master's program, uh, and it's mindful mindfulness based cognitive therapy.
0: Yes. I was actually reading up about that uh, yeah. last night. I didn't even know they had that kind of a a, a course. Or if that was an actual professional thing. That was interesting for me to discover.
1: Absolutely. And they even have, Leslie University has a program and it's a master's in mindfulness. So it's starting to emerge um, in different parts of the world and it's becoming more of a practice. Even here in Toronto, we have our own uh, thought leaders and psychologists who created and are doing lots of really great research in the And how to incorporate mindfulness into the therapeutic practice, working with clients, working with individuals, whether it's through depression or anxiety.
0: That's incredible. I think also last night I was reading an article on, I think it was either New York Times or Huffington Post, one of the two, where they were talking about how these big time law firms are now uh, taking on mindfulness meditation so that they can perform better in the courtroom and just I don't know. I guess keep their vibes a little bit more calm. So I, I found that to be interesting too. Yeah, and I mean mindfulness and mindfulness itself and
1: meditation isn't new, right? We all know that meditation's been around for a very, very long.
0: I think we may have lost Randy for a quick second. Um, Randy, if you're still there, uh, your connection might be a little bit, uh, off. Uh, well, my producers are going to try and get you back on, on there. I think your signal may have, of cut. Uh, yeah, I guess, uh, let's take, we're going to take a little quick break and troubleshoot this for a second and we'll be right back. Listeners, if you're ready to change your life, you've come to the right place. My name is Caleb Truth, and I'm your catalyst, dedicated to sharing good vibes, mind-expanding, and heart-centered information. Knowledge is power. In this fast-paced world, it is so easy to get distracted by the matrix and miss out on connecting with the right people and information that will truly help you in living your best life. On this radio program, I save you time and energy by sharing awesome people, new discoveries, life solutions, and wisdom to help you take action and create a positive shift in your life. I invite you to join me and share in this exciting adventure. Listen to Beyond the Veil on innerlightradio.com every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern. Beyond the Veil, inspiring conscious evolution. All right, okay, so I think we're back. Uh, I apologize to uh, my listeners. We had just a, like a quick hiccup. And just as a uh, like an aside, for those of you who listen to me, you probably know that I love astrology. I follow astrology. I'm a student of astrology. We're about to move into a Mercury retrograde, so you're experiencing this live. So if you start experiencing weird hiccups with your computers, uh, your cell phones, or any other tech, breakdowns in vehicles... It's Mercury retrograde, so we're gonna pick try and pick up from where we left off. We were talking about uh, mindfulness uh, being studied in in different places here in Toronto. Yeah, so they even have them.
1: They have mind. They have a mindful society conference that takes place every year here in Toronto um and they have and at that conference they talk about a lot of research and emerging research uh, and it gives people an opportunity to see what's happening in mindfulness in relation to clinical practice but there's there's two sides to mindfulness right we uh, mindfulness also emerges with uh the buddhist practice it also emerges from Thich Nhat Hanh, who says something so beautiful that i wanted to share um from one of his books and it says here we have already spoken of the energy that illuminates us mindfulness is like a light enabling concentration to really be there and that also makes it possible for us to look deeply into the heart of things from this looking deeply is born deep vision understanding mindfulness brings concentration understanding love and freedom and that's one of my favorite definitions of mindfulness i love that that was beautiful yeah, it incorporates that light space. It incorporates um, love. It incorporates a sense of understanding and being present with life itself. Um, so that part of mindfulness is the one that moves me the most because it's not beyond. The research is beautiful and it's amazing on how it can transform us, uh, transform our brain. And, you know, we start to talk about neuroplasticity and all that amazing stuff. But there's this other aspect of it, that spiritual aspect of it, that allows us to connect on a deeper level, not only with ourselves, but with the world.
0: Mm -hmm. And look, I definitely appreciate that, uh, I guess I would say that magic that surrounds practicing mindfulness is that it does grow our self-awareness. And we do, uh, I guess, experience, I guess, a heightened sense of observation. We're able to observe ourselves, reality, and perhaps see things that we couldn't see before. And I think it would definitely help for people to practice that more, makes things uh easier to navigate in life. Because you gotta step outside the box sometimes <laughs> and you gotta you gotta look at the bigger picture. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And I mean it just in how we connect, especially you know, in connecting with people and Social media and day to day life, there's so many things coming at us from different angles. And sometimes it's okay to just slow down and take a pause. Sometimes we need to slow down and take a pause and be present and check in with ourselves and let the breath be noticed by our mind and our body and hold that space. Uh, and it gives us almost like a little bit of, I like to call it like a coffee break. <laughs> oh my Lord. Yes. Right. Like every, we go and you know, I don't drink coffee because. Well, I can't, but <laughs> people will, uh, you know, you'll go and get a coffee and you'll wait in line and you'll do all the things. But the reality is I'm using the coffee to help pick me up. But can I also take a pause to breathe? Can I take a ba- pause just to be present? Can I just take a pause to stand still for a moment? And, and the same idea that I would go and get a coffee.
0: Mm-hmm. And like that, that reminds me of the conversation you, you and I had the other day. Where we were talking about like this this raging storm of social media and how it's really uh i I don't know creating a lot of distraction i think for a lot of people in their lives and so like we're then like they're not really able to like step into that space give themselves a break it's like they're constantly taking on all this new information from twitter facebook instagram who's posting this and oh that was cool and this comment and that like and constant notifications and then you're just and then I feel like because maybe we're not practicing enough self-awareness, we won't even know that we need that break. Like that we just need to take that pause. And yes. I think that could be a really dangerous thing because then yeah, you're it's kind of like it would I, I feel it would stunt your growth. It would stunt you from being aware of other things you need to be aware of. And it, it's like a matter of control. I feel like uh, to step into your full power to become more self uh actualized it's it's i guess operating in reality from your own power center so if we're allowing all these external forces to control us especially lamestream media and social media then it's like we're not really in our power then at least that's just how i see it i don't know
1: well it's, it's it's challenging right because how do you be present when everything is saying you know if you have a business or you're an artist or whatever i have to post five times a day
0: mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Uh, you know, can you, how much, how do you create material to post five times a day? Uh, where is that space coming from? Do I have to pre-plan it? Do I have to make time for it? And now I'm creating a reel of things that may have already happened or things mm-hmm. that I'm not actually connected to in this moment. So that's, what, that's of- what
0: I really like that you touched on that point just to like, uh, cut you off there. My yeah, guest no, that's from okay. last week, Beth Martins, another amazing, uh, woman, her and I were on a phone call and we were also talking about this, this stress that's around uh, entrepreneurs managing their own social media and their client work and their sales and all these things. (laughs) And she was saying like, you know what? Like posting whenever the hell you feel like it is like a little bit more healthy because you're posting. That's something that's unique to the moment. But she, she felt like when you were, when you start programming all these posts to like post whenever, just to maintain people's attention, it it may lose that often that level of authenticity and and i I think that's just something for some of us to ponder the message that is being posted may like obviously still be of value to a lot of people but it just yeah just it's just becoming this thing where everything is like automatic robotic and it's like we like you told me on the phone last night you're you're saying something around the idea of you know maybe we need to take a pause and reassess the direction that we're going in as a society
1: yeah absolutely i mean and that i start to think about that more and more lately uh what is your connection to social media uh, and what is the intention of what you share and i started before when i initially went to university i started off uh, originally i wanted to be a writer (laughs) and i started off in public relations and kind of bounce from public relations to journalism thinking, okay, do I want to help manage the message or do I want to write the message and tell the story? (laughs) So that's where that started to come from. Uh, And then I read these two books, one, Amusing Yourselves to Death and Toxic Sludge is Good for You. And those two books, I still have them now. I think I need to reread them to get a better understanding of how they play a role in today's context and society. But they're really talking about print to television, right? So television was a big thing. How does television impact society? How do commercials impact society? Um, how do, you know, you might see an event, but what is the rent? spent really for the from the PR side and things like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so, you know, when we have social media, and we have these social media campaigns, what is really the intention? And we don't really need to start to talk about politics and how (laughs) (laughs) social media and politics have been intertwined, really, um, really strongly lately. But when you start to think about that, you start to think, okay, wow, something that was created not too long ago has such a huge impact on how the world, how we as citizens of the world experience the world, how we communicate and how we share. Mm-hmm. Um, and how we do that. Are we conscious about how we do it? Yes. Because yes. The challenge. This, this is because, a big point. Because the challenge becomes there are stories of people getting bullied on social media, people looking at social media as the benchmark of who they should be or who they could be. And if they feel like they can't reach those goals of the people that they're idolizing, um, then they don't feel worthy. And then that goes into a spiral of mental health that goes into the spiral of so many things that, that people are, way people are impacted by social media that I don't think we're fully conscious and aware of how deep it goes right now. Mm -hmm. I think we will be more aware as more people tell their stories and maybe research, more research starts to happen around it. Um, But there is something that's happening on the other side of that space. And it comes up sometimes in my wellness workshops, it comes up sometimes in my counseling practice. And there's an impact that's happening for people. And I'm not saying that it's all bad, you know, like sharing things that uplift people is beautiful. It's wonderful. Being a light for other people uh, What Uh when, you know, they're scrolling through their feed and they see something that picks them up. Wonderful. That's great. Um, But there's also a, another impact that's going on for people. And I don't know when we'll talk about it. I don't know who the researcher will be <laughs> to bring some things to light. Uh, but it is something to keep at top of mind.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you brought up some fantastic points there and yeah i think ultimately like you said like are we engaging in these things consciously or is it now just becoming of a, 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 like a thing of habit and is it a healthy yeah. habit you know people are going on their 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 devices first thing in the morning and and scrolling down the feeds and not even taking time in the morning to really think of, set their intention for the day you know what do i want to eat what do I, what are my responsibilities and my tasks today you know, like my friend and I, a good fr- a good close friend of mine, her and I made a pact with each other to like not bring our cell phones in the bedroom, and we yeah. leave them in the office. Like it, it gets turned on whenever the heck it gets turned on. <laughs> yeah, way, I mean, we're I- taking back that space, that time for ourselves, and not allowing, I guess, yeah, all this this social media storm kind of like take over our lives. Absolutely, I mean, and that's what I've been doing as well. Some nights,
1: I. From a certain time of the day, my phone goes off and I turn it on the next day at whatever time it is, or, um, just even having the practice of taking a break from social media.
0: It's oh, okay yeah. to take a break. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Like I went, uh, to this uh, spa getaway with my partner on Monday for my birthday. And like, yeah, the whole time I, I just, I had my phone on silent. And it felt fantastic not to have to answer anyone, not getting disturbed with notifications. And actually, it was a policy in the spa area that you were not allowed to bring in your cell phone. And yeah. I like my respect level grew by a thousand percent when I saw that sign. I was like, oh, my goodness, that's amazing. And just walking around that whole facility and, and not seeing a cell phone to me was heaven where people we really felt that energy where people were just in the moment and just yeah. wanting to just unplug and just relax.
1: And it's okay to do that. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely okay to do that. I mean, it's not the end of the world if you decide to take a pause. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we have to give ourselves permission to take a pause. Take a break from social media. Take a break from all of the stimulation. Okay. It's okay to take a break. It's okay to figure out how am I feeling? How am I being impacted? Yes. And, And then take a break, take be rejuvenate yourself, and then come back. It's okay to do that, right?
0: And I've I've been talking a lot lately with uh, the people in my community about what life was like before social media. You know, like when I was in high school, where if you wanted to chill with a friend, you called them up. We did have MSN Messenger and ICQ and Yahoo Messenger. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, we all like were jumping on that. When we all came home from school chit chatting and whatnot. But it wasn't it it wasn't as much of an intrusive thing in, into the lifestyle as social media is right now. It, it, I think there was still more of a balance there. But like, it's just like, I just, I feel when I observe society, even when I have two younger brothers, when I observe them, and you know, these schools with these new generations of kids, I can't help but, but wonder, like, what are we doing? Like, what's happening here? Are we losing that, that human connection? You know, that, that intimacy, like how we build friendship, how we get to know people? Are we losing that? Is it all becoming just superficial? Because sometimes like when I think about social media and how it's connected to maybe our lack of awareness and mindfulness and all these things, it seems that like it keeps us more on sometimes on a superficial level. Where it's like, okay, click like, okay, comment, okay, great, bye. But yeah. it's like ultimately it's, there's been scientific studies done that proved that the happiness in our lives comes from the, the health of our relationships. So if you, have, if you have a bunch of thousand relationships on, online... You know, and it's it's more on a superficial level. And then you're wondering why I have all these friends and yet I'm still not happy with myself or happy with my social life. And it's like maybe it's because you need to connect with people in the real world, (laughs) in the 3D, in the physical, and not place so much attention on people online. It is great to connect with people online. I have a lot of online friends that are amazing people where we share ideas, especially as social spiritual activists. But I think like, yeah, I would encourage if some of you are listening right now, I definitely encourage you all to still make it a priority to connect with people in your own backyard, in your own community and get to know one another. Build build that connection, build that intimacy, build that togetherness. Yeah, um, and that's one of the things I
1: mean, and I get I sometimes we get in the trap of, OK, so I looked at that person's social media. I know what they're up to, so I don't need to, I can delay calling them. There you go. Yes. Or I can delay <laughs> hanging out because I saw that they I'm I saw what they're up to. But the reality is that's just a probably a millisecond of what that person's
0: up to. It's I'm not the full so story. I'm so happy you brought that up because people think um, they know people just because they follow them on Instagram or Facebook. And it's like yeah. that, that that just could be a persona they're projecting. They may not even be that person in real life. So well, I feel like we need to we need to like really check ourselves on these things sometimes.
1: Or even if, like, what we're seeing, we see a fraction sometimes of a person's existence, um, and we assume that that person's not going through hurt or challenges because we saw that snapshot of that person's existence.
0: Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean it's not
1: real, but it's a snapshot of that person's existence. Uh, so it's still for us to engage with people to figure out what's the more. You know, yes. can I can I experience the more the richness of that person? Um, can I allow that person to experience the richness of my existence? Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's a little, it's a little different. We get, we get caught in a trap sometimes. Um, I know what's going on because I can see it uh, at a distance. But the reality is it's just a segment, a fraction of somebody's full life. There's mm-hmm. so much more going on. And how can we allow ourselves to be in that other space that we can't see?
0: Yes. And that's, in comes the magic of mindfulness meditation. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're going to go for a quick break. We're on the, on the half hour point. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll see you all back here in a few minutes. Hey, listeners. If you're ready to change your life, you've come to the right place. My name is k Truth, and I'm your catalyst dedicated to sharing good vibes, mind-expanding, and heart-centered information. Knowledge is power. In this fast-paced world, it is so easy to get distracted by the matrix and miss out on connecting with the right people and information that will truly help you in living your best life. On this radio program, I save you time and energy by sharing awesome people new discoveries, life solutions, and wisdom to help you take action and create a positive shift in your life. I invite you to join me and share in this exciting adventure. Listen to Beyond the Veil on innerlightradio.com every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern. Beyond the Veil, inspiring conscious evolution.
1: Message from the leader on the giant
0: screen.
1: For the best in metaphysical, spiritual, and holistic programming, you're listening to innerlightradio.com, the healing frequency.
0: All right. And I think we're back. So thank you all for coming back here and, and joining us for this this amazing program. Uh, as we were on break, I was thinking and reflecting. And this... this quote just popped into my head that I want to share with some of you. Um, It's from the late great Jiddu Krishnamurti. It says it is no measure of health to be well adjusted to a profoundly sick society. This is has always been one of my favorite quotes and in connection to speaking about mindfulness as we are on today's program it makes me really feel that as, as we Practice more mindfulness, and and we come into that that sacred space, that still space, where we're able to unplug from all these other um, distractions of our reality. I think we're we're gonna be better equipped to really see the current that our collective uh, consciousness is going down, and to you know reflect on it, assess it. You know, perform whatever mental, emotional diagnostics around that. And really think, you know, the path that we're going down as society, is it really healthy for us? Or are we just following the current? Are we just going with the flow? You know, because we do have choice. We can, you know, decide to take another path. We can keep going or, you know, just stay in this like flux flux uh, type energy i don't know but that's just one thing i was thinking about in re- in regards to the conversation we we're having before we went on break about social media and how it can hinder us from uh taking that space for ourselves i think uh i guess what i'm just gonna finish on that thought is uh yeah, yeah if you're if you're if, if some of you are feeling this pull away from social media i would say flow with it I think it's it's a strange thing. Well, a lot of the friends I've been talking to are all feeling these feelings where they're just getting tired of it. And it's, it's, I think it, a lot of it has to do with our spirit and that our spirit is not really equipped to be pulled in a thousand directions all at the same time, you know, while in this, this uh, physical vessel. I think a lot of that energy has to like be pulled back into our, our selves, figuring out who we are, what our soul purpose is, what do we want to bring to the world? You know, these kinds of things. And I think that
1: if it's pacing ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Just figuring out what your rhythm is, figuring out what your pace is. Follow your own rhythm and pace that feels natural to you, that feels real to you. Um, it doesn't have to be a prescribed um, rhythm, but getting in tune with what your rhythm is. And sometimes, I mean, the reality is sometimes you'll want to share some something and sometimes you won't. And it's okay to follow whatever that rhythm's going to be for you. Because um, I know, you know, on your social, on social media, you'll get a lot of sponsored ads that will say, Instagram training, Instagram training, Instagram <laughs> training, Instagram train, And it keeps coming up in your feed, right? Um, and then you start to think about it. It's like, okay, it's great. We, like, there's beautiful Instagram pages out there. And it's an art. Like, there's an oh, yes. art to creating a beautiful feed. Like, it's a mm-hmm. skill. It takes time um but the challenge becomes if i go out to have dinner with my friends and i'm before i eat or before anybody eats i have to take a thousand photos of the food and then take a pause and then we have to go to a special spot and take pictures together then i'm missing the whole experience of engaging of tasting my food of experiencing with people right because it, it becomes is it about my interaction or is it about telling the story about my interaction
0: mm-hmm. yeah absolutely And these are things that we we all have to take stock on you know how much of our lives or our hours are we throwing away on on social media and is that taking away from us experiencing the deeper intimacy in each moment whether it's alone in nature or with our friends and interestingly apple just added to its new updates i doubt like Bloody hell! I wish I didn't. I wish I didn't install this update, but I pressed the bloody button and I did it. But uh, along with this new update was this new module that monitors your screen time. Yeah. And I was like, "Damn, that's interesting." But at the same time, a little bit intrusive. (laughs) But you know, I'm like, I'm like checking my screen time. Like, how many? What is it saying today? What was my my screen time? Was it? three hours or whatever. And I'm like, wait a minute, that's not really legit. Cause a lot of my screen time has to do with answering client emails and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that wasn't all on social media, but, um, but it, it's interesting that they even added that in, in their update. It really speaks to maybe this growing awareness that people need to become more mindful of how much time they're spending on social media or even just on their phone in general.
1: Absolutely. I mean, when you see when your phone gives you that update, about how much time you're spending in different parts of your phone and your apps, it makes you think, stop and think, right? Like what what was I doing for all of that time? <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Was it
1: productive? Was it helpful not only to myself or was it helpful to somebody else? Was I uplifting somebody? What was I doing in that space of time? Um, I know I got the same update <laughs> and it made me start to think about um, how can I spend more time with the people that I care about or doing something that stimulates my creativity. That's not has it has nothing to do with my phone.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it started to make me think of those things. Absolutely. How can I spend time like I used to, um, out in the world without my phone, without, you know, checking something. Yes. Checking an email unless I actually went to my computer instead of checking my emails all the time on my phone.
0: Mm hmm. And, uh, like, speaking to that, uh, you know, it's going to be strange and ironic to bring this up, but um, there's been quite a lot of memes on Instagram and Facebook, uh, you know, talking about this idea of, like, when you're around people who truly love you and appreciate you and you love and appreciate them, it naturally brings you into the magic of the moment, and so you're not paying attention to what's going on on your phone and, you know, all these things. Like, you're just kind of living in the moment. And Absolutely. a lot of people talk about that, like, you know, when you're around good vibes with good people when you don't even care to look at your phone. Yeah, when you don't even want to take a picture because you don't want to miss out on the thought or the
1: conversation or dancing or doing whatever it is you're doing. You're just there and you're just enjoying the beauty of that experience, that live richness. And and I think that's that's exactly that's exactly it.
0: Mm-hmm. so like just just a quick uh uh message here from my producer he says uh i still have never had a cell phone <laughs> it's <laughs> amazing it's amazing and he's <sighs> like teased me about that over the past like year and a bit and yeah i, I was like i wish i could do that but i'm a millennial and i, I like you know i'm working <laughs> in the media field and i have to keep up with technology so it's like i don't have a choice, but. I do like having other people that are a part of my life who are not connected like in that way to, to devices and, and technology because it helps to create a better balance. Uh, at least for me in my life, I find that refreshing. Yeah. And, you know, trying to what I say sometimes to people is like, try to go out
1: with somebody or by yourself and just have your phone off. Mm-hmm. Just have your phone off. Don't take a picture. Just enjoy whatever it is you're doing until you're done without your phone having, without your phone being a part of the situation.
0: Mm -hmm. It's like taking, like you said earlier in the program, taking back those moments. And I think that mindfulness, it's like some people, some people, it could be this like hooky, woo woo, new agey type stuff. But really, like when I brought it up in my live stream on Facebook, for me, it could be it could be stepping into that spiritual warrior energy where you're stepping back into your power by taking that those moments back, by taking that energy back, pulling it back into yourself and and realizing that there is a lot of special magical energy just in the stillness of the moment and that you don't really yeah. need all that outside stimulation nature itself has so much stimulation in whether you're in your home taking a bath i'm sorry to say it's going to be gross on the toilet whatever it is taking a shower <laughs> there's magic in that moment i'm sorry <laughs> like it's there absolutely and it's, and it's like uh, I don't know how, how this is going to make some people feel, but for people who have really deeply uh, spiritually awoken, like they've been able to communicate with uh, something called a spirit guide or from past loved ones or, you know, things of this nature. And people might think I'm crazy, but I've, I've been able to communicate with my spirit guides again since 2011 when I had this huge spiritual awakening. But. I can actually feel the energy of my, of my spirit guides when they're frustrated with me, when my mind is too scattered and they can't communicate with me because it mostly is telepathic. And so practicing mindfulness meditation or, or different kinds of, of meditation uh, help, helps a lot with that, to still my mind, still my spirit, to fully relax. And then I'm able to download more intuitive information and I'm able to communicate with these other beings that are around me. Have you had any experiences uh, like, around that, like experiencing um, spirit, uh, spirit guides or just heightened sense of like intuition through meditation?
1: Um, so throughout my life, yeah, I've had I've had beautiful moments throughout my life. Um, one of the moments that stick out to me is I went to the Niagara Falls um, Butterfly Conservatory.
0: Mm.
1: And that was like a gift to myself. I took a road trip by myself, and I went there, and I just wanted to enjoy the butterflies. And this butterfly sat on my hand for half an hour. Oh my so goodness! I took, uh, I took applied mindful meditation at U- University of Toronto, and you know we learned about mirror neurons in the mindfulness and neuroscience class. And so I was like, okay, we have mirror neurons with humans. <laughs> if I sit with this butterfly and just breathe and be with this butterfly, what will happen? Um, and it was just this beautiful moment where I was just with the butterfly and I just stood there um, and I was so grateful. I didn't know it. Uh, but during that space, I felt like, you know, weird or not, I'm totally OK with it. I've When I do my wellness talks and stuff like that, I talk about it all the time. So this is no different. But it's almost like the butterfly was like, look at my wings. And I look at the wings and it's like the butterfly says or suggests or whatever you want to call it. Uh, My wings are damaged, but you still find me beautiful.
0: Mm, And I
1: really had to think about that. And it was this beautiful moment that I'll never forget. Uh, And someone, um, a person and his partner were uh, watching me and I didn't know, not in a creepy way, but they were just like, you're connecting with that butterfly. And it was still on my hand. And he asked me, you know, can I take a picture with your phone for you? And I said, absolutely. And he took the picture for me so I could remember that moment of stillness with that butterfly and that oneness that you can experience with nature if you just take a pause for a moment. So yeah, I've um, had, I've had some beautiful moments in my life, but that's the one that stands out the most that I can think of. Can you go a
0: little bit deeper into explaining what mirror neurons are? So I'm, so I'll,
1: before I explain, I'll, I'll say I'm not a neuroscientist. <laughs> <laughs> so, So don't quote me, me. (laughs) you can look it up after or now if you're listening. Uh, So the idea is that I have mirror neurons in my my brain and when I'm sitting with you or engaging with you face to face, that my brain is connecting with you. My brain is listening and looking at your signs and things like that and we're mirroring each other. So that's like my basic non-scientific explanation of it uh please look it up further and get a real neuroscientist perspective of this
0: i'm actually writing this um, down cuz i'm like this is i need to know more about this yeah
1: look it look it up in your own in your own time <laughs> i'm i can't say i'm an expert on it by any means but it's just my basic understanding uh but it's this there's this beautiful thing that happens when we engage with people when we engage with nature um and it it's still valuable and it does something to us it touches us Mm-hmm. i don't and I hope that we don't lose connection with how beautiful that space can be uh when it's uninterrupted
0: yeah that 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 was well said, beautifully said, and like when I'm thinking about that, even your experience with the butterfly like yeah like i've I've had a lot of pets in my life i just love I just love animals, I think most of the time I probably love animals more than I love humans <laughs> I love <that> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I've had moments like that with my cats where we're just so in the moment together where we're we're like they're purring and we're cuddling together you know there's just that stillness that peace that love in the moment and it's very healing and very special and yeah it's like yeah i guess like not not only does mindfulness help us take back those moments personally in our own moments in our own lives but also take back some of those moments that we're, we're sharing with others instead of being on our phones and one thing i want to i want to i want to I, I get into talking about practices before we end this uh, program but before we do that one strange thing I, I'm, I'm gonna like just go into here just quickly is this this sensation this phenomenon that happens when you're on a bus or you're on a subway and you take out your phone and literally no one had their phone out before that and then everybody else takes out their phone it's <laughs> like what the heck is going on <laughs> And I just, it just made me think, is this a mirror neuron type thing? Or is this people, is this a different phenomenon? Like, why do, why do we do this? Like, what's so important about what's going on on our bloody phones? The point where we feel this like social pressure almost where it's like, oh, she took out her phone. Okay. Maybe I got to check my phone too. It's like, you know, what's going on? And, and it seems that like we do get pulled out of those, those moments. Cause I love commuting. I find, I love listening, getting through all my music. I have gigs and gigs upon gigs of music that I could never get through even in a year. So I love taking the time when I commute to get through that music. And I try to not even like use my phone and just enjoy being in those moments, taking those moments for self-reflection. I feel that sometimes like commuters may be losing some of that opportunity if they're getting stuck in that social weirdness where like, you know, they're like feeling this weird pressure where they have to also look at their phone or, you know, interact with things on their phone. I think that's also where, Training ourselves to constantly feel the
1: need we're check to check something or we're missing out.
0: Yes. Right? yes. So
1: it's it's a becoming a. I don't I don't 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 quote me on this, but it feels like it's becoming more of a behavior. So if I keep doing the same thing every day, um, then it feels unnatural when I'm not doing it anymore. So I have to almost unlearn the behavior of the constant checking and wanting to up, be updated on whatever it is.
0: I just, I just got this weird thought in my head. I'm a very imaginative person and I was just imagining a neurosurgeon in, in a hospital room and he's performing a surgery. and It's like, BING! Oh, you know, let me check, check that. Let's give me a minute. <laughs> it's like, what? Well, I hope that You're... doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> like imagine what would happen if, if we as a society didn't start, you know, reassessing these, these things that are happening to us, this current that we're flowing with. You know, it can start getting pretty weird. I mean, it's already a big thing here in Toronto and I think in other North American countries where there's pretty good, fa- hefty fines for not being in the moment and paying attention to the driving and checking your phone. Yeah. You not know, only they have to create uh penalties for this now because people were getting so into that. Absolutely. So, but, yeah. yeah. Wow,
1: safety <laughs> is a big, is pretty important. Uh, but just our own sense of well-being and our own mental health is is just as important. And connecting with people and having that engagement with people is really important.
0: Mm-hmm. So as we are concluding the last like ten minutes of the show, can you share some uh, best practices with us um, on how to practice mindfulness meditation? Uh, so I think
1: one of the things that you can do is starting to think about how you start your day. How do you experience the day? So that's one. When I wake up in the morning, what's the first thing that I do? Uh, can I, When I wake up in the morning, can I experience just allowing myself to be present? Can I think of three things I'm grateful for? Can I take five minutes to breathe deeply before my feet touch the ground? So in that morning space, it's a great space to start a practice. And it doesn't have to be for 10 minutes, half an hour to start. It could just be for three to five minutes of just being present with the breath, with your body, with your mind, allowing it all to be in the same place at the same time. Uh, the other one could be uh, when you're in the shower, the next time you're, you take a shower, notice if your mind's actually in the shower with you or if your mm-hmm. mind's somewhere else. Mm-hmm. It usually lets us know, am I actually here where I am, or is my mind somewhere else? So mindfulness is a practice. It's not just a sitting practice. You could be things like Tai Chi, mindfulness in motion, right? Moving the body, but still experiencing some form of stillness. Mm -hmm. Um, But the whole idea is sometimes people get discouraged. They sit for 30 minutes or half an hour, and they're like, oh my gosh, this was so hard. I never want to do this again. I'm not doing it right. No, you're You're actually teaching your brain to be comfortable being still, learning how to be present. It's a practice that we kind of have to relearn how to do consciously. I mean, we're already being mindful in different aspects of our life. Sometimes we don't notice that we're doing it, but this is a way of just, can I allow myself to be where I am, connect with my breath, even just starting with five minutes is a start.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, even on my, it's, it's, as you're talking about all these things, like, I can just naturally feel this energy start to wash over my body. And, and just this feeling of, of deep relaxation and peacefulness. Just from being in the moment. Even, even us just being on this radio call right now, you know, I, like, I feel like a part of my being is still quite mindful and enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, I'm glad you enjoyed
0: it. <laughs> I am glad. Um, yeah. yeah, it does. It does feel. It does feel really good to like take back that power and that control over your own self and own it. I think as a collective, if we start improving ourselves in these just basic and subtle ways, it can really create a bigger transformation. Uh, like on, like a, I guess when it comes to how our collective reality plays out. And I think sometimes it might be difficult for people to really understand that making these small little changes does have a huge profound effect on our collective experience. Like imagine if we were were commuting or, I don't know, experiencing cities as we walk through and drive through and all these things. Like if we were all a a little bit more mindful and peaceful and relaxed, what would the world feel like? And I think uh the the i don't know Randy, if you know about this organization, the Institute for Heart Math, or I think I said that right the heart
1: Math, the heart Math institute Absolutely. yeah, like I think
0: they've done like a lot I have to dive a lot deeper into their work like they they've done some amazing incredible work, and Greg Braden often references uh this organization in a lot of his lectures he's another uh one of my favorites uh but yeah, they've done studies that have shown that meditation can lower crime rates, violence. And all these things, like, across the entire planet. So, yeah, it's... it's heart that's, math, that's, wow, that's amazing. The HeartMath Institute has done some really interesting
1: research, even just with um, measuring heart, um, heart coherence, I guess they call it. Uh, yes. And so, they've done a study where they show that my heart rhythm, depending on a certain radius, can align with your heart rhythm, um, depending on how close we are. And the heart has a powerful energy that comes from it and i think they've through however they came up uh, with that study or measured it it's like a three foot radius that that comes from the heart of that energy and that wavelength that comes from the heart so it's really they do have lots of really interesting research the heart math institute
0: i like how you just touched on that uh and and brought that back into my awareness like yeah when they were doing these studies they i think they pretty much concluded from the data they collected that again like the electromagnetic field of the heart is much larger than the mind so living in this current modern society that we're living in i've touched touched on this in my other video programs and conversations with friends i'm talking about this theme that our society is 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 i don't know over stimulated when it comes to the intellect we over intellectualize everything everything is about how smart are you you know, how, how analytical are you? You know, what's your education? All these things. And then our value systems when it comes to, like, the heart, the emotions, the spirit, you know, it's kind of fell to the wayside. We are experiencing a spiritual re- renaissance right now where that, that, that awareness is coming back. But, yeah, definitely it's it's funny that, you know, the term is mindfulness, <laughs> because i feel like it does help to steal to still one's mind so that we can come into greater awareness of the the rest of our being but i feel like even that term in itself will end up evolving into something else in the future because i feel yeah. like it's not just about the mind it's about your whole beingness yeah it's
1: beyond the mindfulness you know the word it's is being used a lot right now is just being present, allowing yourself to be, to experience life as it is mm-hmm. and can we try to invite ourselves to do more of that but I know we're kind of running out of time uh, I yeah, just so wanted before... to say to yeah. you, thank you, you can... <laughs> so much, uh, no I
0: just want to say thank you
1: for having me on your show and I'm so grateful to to have this discussion with you and having the space to do so
0: yeah, and thank you so much for, for joining me here. i i as soon as I met you last winter, I knew I was like, This lady is awesome. I need to like collaborate with her or just do something with her at some point in the future because her energy is amazing. Oh, that's um, so, sweet. so quickly, can you give people like a URL to your website or social media where they can oh. get more information about you? I mean, I don't we're just we just talked a lot about social- <laughs> this is where I have to plug myself. <laughs>
1: i'm not very good at it i'm learning though uh so yes i have a website it's randymay.com r-a-n-d-i-m-a-e.com i wrote a book it's called reflections in my 20s it's available on amazon and a print book and an ebook uh and my instagram account is randymay1 uh, it's easy to find me i just got instagram right now and my website that's all i've got
0: Great. So, like, yeah. I mean, for those of you who haven't started following her yet, she does share a lot of awesome material on Instagram that's quite helpful and insightful. So, if you don't have her on Instagram now, go ahead and do that. But don't get addicted to checking her stuff out every three <laughs> seconds. Take time and space for yourself.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't post a lot, so. <laughs>
0: Hallelujah! So you're already part of the next wave of of human evolution, <laughs> maybe, and how, maybe we, and how we use social media. It's um, a struggle. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we're getting down on the last minute to thirty seconds of the show. If you all want to find out more information about me, again, it's Caleb Truth on Instagram and Facebook, or uh, you can check out my website at, at www.calebtruth.com and, yeah, my program will air again uh, next Thursday at 1 p.m., so hopefully you'll join me there. And also I want to give a shout-out, to to InlightRadio.com for helping us put on this show and, and you know, being able to touch more lives. So thank you again. Uh, brother jamal and interlight radio so apart from that i wish you all lots of love light courage and strength as we finish off these last few weeks of 2018 and i hope that we can all start setting a new intention for 2019 that's positive that's uplifting and that brings us more into greater uh, abundance and peace and harmony on the planet so enjoy the rest of your day and the rest of your week and we'll see you back here next thursday thank you